0: Understand the system, you can use it to your advantage. If you don't understand the system, it is going to screw you over many, many, many times. When you say manipulate the money, they literally just make more of it. Right. Magically. And literally. And, and this is where the rich will become richer, the poor will become poorer, and the middle class will get wiped out. And the reason why is because some people, rich people will understand money and they will continue teaching the kids and everybody else, the majority of people who have no idea what's happening will continue to become poorer because they don't even see it happen. As the value of the dollars drop, what happens? For regular people, your salary doesn't stretch as far. Your savings don't buy you as much. And so you're effectively becoming poorer each and every day because for most of us, we're taught to save our money. That's what I was told to do growing up uh, you know that traditional Indian house is save, save, save. And so I was told to save my money, and your savings are becoming less valuable each and every day, while what wealthy people do is they're not storing cash, they're buying assets. So your investments are zero, and your savings are trying to grow that thinking that you're trying to you're gonna become wealthy. But you're never gonna be able to outsave inflation. You're gonna. Your, your savings are literally making you poorer each and every day. However, you don't want to just not save any money. You got to be strategic with it. What i like to say is there are three reasons why you should be saving money. You save money for an emergency, have somewhere between 3 to 12 months worth of expenses depending on your risk tolerance. Save money for a big purchase. Want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, you need some cash to do that. Save money for an investment. If you're not saving money for one of these three reasons, you are saving your money the wrong way and it's making you poorer each and every day. What are the things, the habits that keep people poor? Wow, well, the first one really has to do with understanding money because unless you understand what money is, none of the other habits really matter because at, at its core, what is money? And when you ask people that, you might say it's a $100 bill, a $50 bill, that's what money is. But what is that money? Because that money that we have today is different than what money was 60 years ago. The money that we call money today is currency. It's really just pieces of paper. And when you understand that, it's gonna change what you do with the money. And the reason why I'm saying that is because uh, my family's from uh, India, uh, stayed in India called Punjab. And over there, it's a very traditional thing that when you earn this paper dollars, many people will convert this cash into gold because they understand that these paper dollars lose value and it's just paper. So they want to convert it to something real, something tangible, so they will go out and buy gold with it. You have the government and the Fed. The government spends money. Now, where do they get their money? Well, they get the money from taxpayers, people like you, me, people watching this video through tax dollars. Now, can we we hammer that for a second? Sure, the government does not make money. The government takes money from people who are making money. Right. Now, that's not necessarily bad because they provide a lot of amazing things, but they're not necessarily efficient with their dollars you know, you you have to understand what someone's role is. If you are a company, right? You, You have a company, your job is to make a profit because if you don't have a profit, you're not gonna be in business unless you have some other stream of, you know, venture capital debt or something. But if you don't have a profit, you can't continue operating. And so your job is to be as efficient as possible as a company. The government can actually be benefited by being inefficient because what is the government's job? You have to understand what is their role. If their goal is to create jobs, well then you can be as inefficient as you want and you can achieve that goal. Because if my goal, if I'm the government, I just wanna create as many jobs as possible, I can pay people to pick up this mug and put it from the left hand to right hand. I just created a job. You're employed, you have an income, but you're not producing anything of value. And this is where you have to understand, okay, what is that purpose? And so now, you know, If we get away from the politics for a second, the government now spends money. They get money from taxpayers because the government is not a for-profit entity. They don't create a product and sell it for, or create something and sell it for a profit. Instead, people make money and then the government taxes your income. Now, just like anybody else, there's checks and balances. If the government has a million dollars, they can only spend a million dollars, you would think. But that's not how it works. So the government has a million dollars and what's happening now is they're going to spend significantly more than a million dollars. Now, if you have a certain amount of income and you spend more than that, what do you do? Well, you're going to have to subsidize or find that extra cash somewhere. And in the government's case, what they can do is they can go out and look for a loan. It's called a treasury bond for as long as anyone can remember, have been considered the safest investment anybody can make. Well, what it is is you're literally loaning money to the government. But what happens now if there's not enough people out there to loan money to the government? If the government wants trillions and trillions of dollars, if there's not enough people out there to loan that money to the government and they keep wanting to spend more money, you still got to make up this cost. So what do they do? They call up their friends at the Federal Reserve Bank and they say, hey, we need a $2 trillion loan. And then the Fed's going to say, okay, we got you. Now remember what I said, they're not a reserve. They don't have a cash pile anymore. So what do they do? They go to their money printer, boop, boop, and now they can print out $2 trillion, they loan this cash to the government, and now the government got the $2 trillion, the Federal Reserve printed it out of nothing, the government can now take this $2 trillion and spend it in whatever way that they want. It can be inefficient, they can try to create efficient products, but their goal is to hopefully help people. Now, whether they're inefficient or not is a political debate, however, you know, that, that is what they do. But what happens now when more dollars enter without actual wealth being created because we saw this happen in textbook form in 2020 and 2021 where nothing was being produced except money well when more money gets produced it effectively reduces the value of each individual dollar this is what inflation is the word inflation comes from the word inflate what are you inflating the monetary supply so you're increasing the monetary supply causing the value of each individual dollar to go down, which effectively causes the price of things to go up. And so in 2020, 2021, no one's producing. However, the government is spending money like crazy. Where are they getting this money? The Fed. So the Fed's printing money, giving it to the government. The government's spending it like crazy. Now people are getting money. It's people. It's businesses, it's corporations. This money is being spent and now everybody is like, wow, I'm sitting at home and I'm rich. You have some people who are getting big unemployment checks. You have some businesses getting millions of dollars and everything is running smooth. But, and people are spending money like crazy buying things, but nothing is being produced. So then what happens? Well, now you have a supply chain mess because everyone's buying all the stuff in stores. However, no business is able to produce anything because the economy shut down. So the supply chain issue, then you start to see is a byproduct of the inflation because everyone's trying to blame, oh, the inflation is happening because of supply chain issues. But you have to look at what is the real root cause? The inflation is what causes the supply chain issues. How do you decide who gets that money or not? I mean, they're printing money. Somebody's got to pay for that. Who paid? Who's paying for it? Regular people, average people, because now it's a hidden tax because The government can't just spend money without somebody paying for it. They have to generate the tax dollars. If they don't pay it through tax dollars, somebody's still going to have to pay a tax. And inflation now is a hidden tax. It's a silent tax. It affects the people who don't understand money and it disproportionately affects the poor and the financially uneducated. And this is why financial education is so important is because if you don't understand this, you are going to get screwed over by the system. Because now, guess what? Your gas is going to be more expensive. Your groceries are going to be more expensive. Your home cost is going to be more expensive. The cost to do anything is going to cost you so much more today, next year, the year after that. Well, your salary, hey, you got a raise, (laughs) but you're actually broker now than you were before the raise because your raise isn't keeping up with inflation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.